And hello, and welcome to number three episode of the Doers and Sayers podcast. I am Jomo Kinch, and as always, we have the Theo Huxtable to my cockroach, Trevor Wilson. Oh, snap. Yo, I'll take that. I'll take the Theo Huxtable reference. Or that'll be me. How are you doing today, Trev? I'm doing all right. Can't really complain. You know, taking it day by day. All right. Hour by hour, minute by minute. <laughs> all right. And once again, we want to thank everybody that's been listening in. Um, we actually had retweets this week, which is which is amazing, and and likes on for checking us out. As always, you can find us on on uh, SoundCloud at Doers and Sayers, uh, Facebook we're on there, Doers and Sayers, and Twitter is Doers and Sayers Pot. Did I get that right? Sounds right. All right. So another another week is in the books. Um, we're getting ready to look forward to a new week. Uh, no, as always, we're going to start with the uh, last week today. But before we start with the last week today, this show is about the East Tennessee experience. And Trevor, you had an East Tennessee experience. Oh, snap. I did? Yeah, you did. Why don't you tell, um, what did you do this weekend, Trevor? What did you, you do? I went up to Norris Lake, uh, celebrate my girlfriend's 30th birthday. Shout right. out Mama Mings, the right. Mighty Mings, Merciless right. Mings. Okay, for those that don't know, where exactly is Norris or Norris Lake? Norris Lake is north of here. Okay. Um, I'm still learning the geography. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, I'll say it's north. I think I think it's like headed out towards um, Kentucky, like out that way. Hey, I wouldn't <laughs> dispute that. I'm just going <laughs> to let that rock because I can't prove it otherwise. Right, right. But, right. um. So, yeah. so what, what was it like out there? What was, what Yo, it's it like? pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. Um, originally being from, you know, Long Island, I'm used to water. Sometimes being down here, uh, I kind of miss the water. Um, I'm learning and I have uh, gained a new appreciation for the mountains, though. I was speaking oh. with somebody else. Uh, I think there's certain aspects of nature that kind of just... You know, they're inspiring. For me, it had always been water. Now I'm, um, you know, looking at the mountains in a similar way, but I always miss the water. And going up to Norris Lake really was nice to see, you know, water. And, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, did you get in the water? I did not get in the water. It's kind of cold. It's pretty cold uh, this time of year. Um, And the tide had kind of seemed to kind of drift out. It wasn't uh, where you would expect it. Okay. Uh, but all in all, it was a cool experience. I had fun. Would you do it again? Of course. Oh. Of course. Oh. All yeah. right. Okay. So, so that was that's great because I I think I've been to Norris once and I I seen the lake, but I seen it from afar. I didn't get a chance to really hang out and do much stuff up there. But Norris seems like a pretty cool city. Um, I'm it's it's back in the like the lake is like back in the cut, right? It's not, it's, not, it's not like on the like the actual I don't think it's on the actual like main road. It's like you gotta like drive back through some spots just to get there. But that, but yeah, I could definitely say, you know, good time, good fun. Yeah. I tell you what, I tell you, yo, we actually we ha- we have our first guest today. Um guest is my man Jordan. Jordan had uh last year took us out on his boat on Norris Lake. You were on a boat? I was on a boat. On a boat? I was on a boat in a lake, you know, and that was new for me, but I had a great time. That time I got in the water, oh. you know, so I know a little bit about being in the Norris Lake water, oh, okay. and it's really clean. It's surprisingly clean, ah. you know. Uh, you felt refreshed. I felt very refreshed, you know. I almost I, I, felt like I was this close to feeling like I was baptized. Oh, It was man. very refreshing in that water. Oh, you know, water but, skiing? No water skiing. Oh. I'm not ready for that yet. Oh. All the all the water sports that'll be, you know, <laughs> I'm working my way up to, you know, skiing and parasailing and all that. You know, oh. just jumping in is enough for now. Oh. So if you had to give had to give it a rating of, of five of five stars, what would you give it? Going to Norris Lake. Going to Norris Lake. If you're in East Tennessee, if you reside in East Tennessee, you gotta go to Norris Lake. Uh, it's five star experience. Oh wow! You know five I mean? stars. It's a five star experience. Maybe we'll have a segment called "Traveling East Tennessee with Trevor." Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> why not? Why not, man? This show is expanding. We're always adding new segments. 
right. you know. Yeah. All right, so Trevor, let's go ahead and get into last week today. What you got? All right, all right. Last week today, first off, you got to talk about my man Odell Beckham crying all over TV. He's on every sports channel crying. That's my man. That's my squad. But I can't. I can't really. I can't condone it, man. I can't really. <laughs> I can't say it's okay for you to be crying all over TV as a professional athlete. Uh, so you feel like was it like like Tom Hanks and was it League of Their Own? There's no crying in football. There's no crying in football. There's no crying in baseball, but in like yeah. Tom, he said there's no crying in baseball, but there's no cry, crying yeah. in football. I don't think there should be any crying in any professional sports, at least not on the cameras. You know, I, I, I can't say that. There are reasons to cry. When Victor Cruz blew his knee out last year, <laughs> after fighting back from a whole year of recovery just to get back on the field. And I think it was the third game. I don't remember. But it was early in the season. He played the Eagles, a division uh-huh. rival, and his knee exploded uh-huh. on, a, on a potential touchdown catch. He was about uh-huh. to catch a touchdown, and he jumped up, and his knee exploded. Uh-huh. And the cart had to take him back to the lockers. And at that time, on the, you know, while he's riding on the cart, the cameras yeah. caught him, and he was crying. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay, man. Right. You could cry for that, man. I understand. But this Beckham stuff, I can't really get into that. I can't really co-sign it. Okay. He's still my man, though. I still rock with the Giants, but he just need a uh, he needs some Kleenex. Somebody gotta get him some Kleenex. <laughs> uh, so, so I mean, what was the crying about? Is it is it is it is it like T.O. crying over Tony Romo? Nah, but kinda. Um, I think the T.O. thing was equally unacceptable. It's it's not a good reason to cry. There's reasons to cry, but that's not a good reason to cry. And the same thing with Beckham. Um, I feel like he was frustrated. Uh, you know, all of this kind of started. Uh, well, it actually started last year with the whole Josh Norman thing, and uh, you know, throughout the off season, there's been a lot of talk back and forth. Both of them were talking. It's not one guy or the other. It was both of them talking, and I think he kind of pumped himself up for the quote unquote rematch. You know, and um, I think he got out there and he felt that he was he was dominating the matchup. Okay. And I think he was as well. He was really one-on-one, receiver versus cornerback. He was getting the best of the defender, who was Josh Norman. Okay. But when you're a wide receiver, you can't throw the ball to yourself. Right. You know, and I think that was a big part of the frustration was that, you know, he was beating his man who – you know, has been pitted against him as a rival, you know, as, you know, a lot of people have been talking about it, and they're, they're talking as well, like I said. But this was his moment to prove he's the better man and he wasn't getting the opportunity, you know, to, to showcase. Right. Um, right. And I think that became so frustrating for him that eventually he lost it. Oh, okay. And then he started crying, which is not acceptable. You could lose it. You lose it on the field, you know. And you don't get penalties when you lose it. You mm-hmm. just play. Right. Uh, he didn't go about it that way, oh. in my opinion. Okay. I just want to say uh, no disrespect to Odell Beckham, but um, I, 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 get, I get the emotion and the passion that, that, that he's trying to, to showcase and stuff, but um, I'm not a Giants fan, so it, it's like, oh, okay, he's crying. He's a Jets fan, of course. He's gonna say you didn't have to say it. Put it out there. Like it's important that. that the that the people understand where this is coming from. It's not even coming from the fact that I'm. It's like it's like it's like um, yeah. I guess I guess you could say like as long as it's not my team, I'm good. But it's like it's like oh, I was in. I heard about it and I was like, you know, people cry. It's okay to cry. Right. Got to do it if you got to do it in public. It's like in front of millions of people. It's like I've seen it before. It's not the first time I saw it. It won't be the last time. I, I still think about that whole thing with, with T.O. I think that's the first time I, I, I really seen it. Or um, I think when Brett Favre admitted to he was addicted to painkillers was another time when I saw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You just saw, saw, saw a man crying. Different reasons and, and whatnot, but it's right. like, okay, I, all right. But it was like at that same time, I think, what was it, Michael Irvin was getting blasted because he was on cocaine. But but you know what? I got to say this. When it comes to certain things, they talk about, you know, the drug policies in the NFL. You know, um, I don't think that the penalty should be 
as severe or maybe there shouldn't be penalties at all for certain drugs that may actually or or at least the way we would understand them they will actually be like a, a detriment to your yeah. performance like cocaine if you're on cocaine and you're still doing what you're doing yo by all means you, yeah. that's awesome you could <laughs> keep right. playing on cocaine yeah, yeah you know it's not it's not a performance enhancing drugs as far as I know, I, I got to say, I've never used cocaine. I don't know. Maybe it is a performance-enhancing drug. I know that weed is not a performance-enhancing drug. <laughs> if you're smoking weed and you're still getting up out your bed, that's, <laughs> yo, salute. Salute to you, sir, because right. these guys are high and playing football and getting touchdowns. They deserve double points for every <laughs> score if you're out there doing that high. Right. You know what I'm saying? All right. All right, so uh, let's see what what else we got on the on the on it, Trev. Okay, next up, oh, we got my man, the Don, the Don, big Donald Trump. He telling um, yo, just go out there, find a girl you want, and grab her by the pussy. He's telling you, <laughs> he's telling us, he's giving us all lessons. He's giving us all lessons on how to be a Don. Okay, you know, and that's last week. Uh, the views and opinions expressed by <laughs> Donald Trump do not reflect those of, of the Doers and Sayers podcast right. and Jomo Kinch in particular. I don't, I don't, I don't have nothing. <laughs> that's, that's Don behavior though. Like, can we, can we really be surprised that he's talking like that when we remember that his well, name is Don? He's he, the Don. But still, he could probably throw, throw stacks and stacks. It looks like, you know, if you're, if you're, a, if you're a woman and you like, you know, like like so, so someone like me gets slapped in the face. He does. He has like a stack in his like. <laughs> right, that's true. And he mentioned that. I think he mentioned that. You know, <laughs> the reason why he's able to talk that way to women and get away with it is because he's a celebrity, he has money, and they love that. You know, and it's not like he's lying. I was talking to Jordan earlier outside, and we were just talking, uh, you know, kind of about, you know, uh, Trump's frankness, you know, his bluntness. And the way he kind of is straightforward and kind of, you know, there's no filter yeah. is what people like about him. It's not that he's lying. Right. You know, uh, when people get upset, you know, I think a lot of it is that they're, they're hurt by the truth. They don't want to hear the truth. Mm. Um, but there is another part of it that is tact. And uh, when, you, when you're a professional, especially yeah. a politician, mm-hmm. you have to have tact. You have to have, you know, a certain amount of, uh, you know, consideration on who you're speaking to and how you speak. And even though that tape was recorded uh, at a moment when he wasn't, you know, I don't know if he even knew he was being recorded. Yeah. Um, right. So that was kind of like a, what was my man? Oh, wait, was it Donald Sterling? Was he another? That's yeah. the guy, the Clippers? Yeah. Another Don. I'm just realizing it. <laughs> He's another Don. He was, remember, he was caught talking crazy yeah. um, uh, about some, some other stuff about, I think the woman he was involved with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So those dons, you gotta watch out for those dons out there. They talk crazy on, you know what I mean, behind closed doors. <laughs> you know, but uh, right. yeah, oh, that's the man. story on Trump. Okay. Uh, I don't know. You had any other, any other opinions on on no, the Donald? No, I have no opinions on the Donald. I'm, <laughs> I'm almost ready for all the debates to be over. And and let's and let's get let's go ahead and vote it and get get let's get it over with right yeah it's like this is like like I haven't seen any of the debates I've I've, I've seen people on on people on Facebook and it's like yeah I wouldn't <laughs> it's like it's like it's like what was that one movie Billy Madison where right. the guy was like we are now dumber because of what you just said right. it's like nah, I'm not I'm not trying to get any more dumb than already. yeah the debates <laughs> the debates are kind of like. Somebody asks you, hey, are you going to watch the, the debates? Do you want to watch the debates? It's kind of like someone asking you, hey, do you want to watch, like, animal porn? It's like, no. I want to watch that. Like, why would I want to watch that, man? Like, you're sick for watching it, man. I'm not watching no freaking debates, yeah. man. Like, get out of here. At least that's how I feel about it. Um, yo, little plot twist, at least I thought so, was uh, Bill Haslam. Okay. He made a statement saying oh, Trump boy. should step down. Oh wow! That was kind of a plot twist for me. Um, wow. Yeah, he yeah. released a statement recently saying that I didn't get too heavy into it because I'm not not a political guy like that. But right. uh, it was just surprising to me. Okay. Um, other stuff in news, local news. We got a uh, 
Did you hear about the two chicks that set the kid up on Snapchat? Well, let uh, me let me rephrase. Uh, the it, kid kind of set himself up. Is it like a catfish type setup? No, it's like a old good old mob deep trife life. Oh wow! You know, set up. You <laughs> know, the what I'm chick living the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, it basically what the way the story goes, the way I read it is, so the guys on Snapchat. Uh, I guess with a buddy or, or whatever, and they're throwing stacks, taking pictures of uh, ten thousand dollars or some somewhere around that. What? Just taking pictures of it and you know flexing on social media like I have all this money. So of course, and it's only right that someone says, "Oh, word! You're gonna post ten thousand dollars up on social media? I gotta try to get it from you." Yeah. So I guess the 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 women respond and say, "Hey, uh, buddy, <laughs> you know, hey, you want to meet hey, up?" And, and, hey, buddy, right? You know, they 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 intrigue the guy to come meet up at Pilot. Which Pilot? Uh, I think he was off Broadway or somewhere. Holy crap! Yeah. So okay, they, I I'll have to know because there's like there's like three pilots on Broadway. I, I don't know which one. Maybe I could find it. Maybe I could find <laughs> there's out that one right over there by Fulton. I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm not. No, that yeah. area seems kind of kind of kind of uh. Yeah. Uh, um. What does it say that? Kind of. Hmm. Anyway, to begin with. Yeah. Anyway, but, um, continue on with the story. So I'm, anyway. Like, he goes, uh, somehow they convince him to meet up with them at the pilot. And, you know, hey, come, hey, big daddy, come on back to the <laughs> to the shack. You know, in my mind, this is how it played out. You know, oh. hey, big daddy, come back. And uh, I guess, you know, he obliges them and follows them back to, you know, the shack where, you know, armed masked men are waiting, oh. as they should be for a guy who's <laughs> foolish enough to take pictures on snapchat with ten thousand dollars wow you know they always say you never floss anything you can't protect right you know what i'm saying now if you're going to be putting stuff up don't think because you're on social media that you won't have to protect what you're flossing right because you know people will find you people that are less fortunate people that don't have what you're flossing Mm -hmm. will find you and want to take it and i think that's the way the world um these women were arrested as they should be for you know, I'm not condoning what they did. I don't think that they should get away with it. Right. But I also don't think that the guy who's forcing ten thousand dollars should think he should get away with that either. Right. You know, yeah. It's is a is a you know. Yeah. What they go checks and balances, so yeah. to speak. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that is nuts. Yeah. Um. What else we got? Uh. Oh, we got a we got a a, a Blunt County Sheriff deputy. Okay. Shout out to Blunt County. Shout out to Blunt County, except this guy. This guy wants to travel to Asheville. North Carolina? For, yeah, for 14 year old girls. Oh. We're All not right, shouting out the uh, 14 year old girl uh, lover. And, uh, he's he's a Blunt County Sheriff's Dateline? deputy. Where's my man from Dateline there. That's all I got to know. He should have been. And you know, where is he at? Chris Hansen? <laughs> that was my guy, man. He yeah. was like a superhero. He was like, busting all these busters. Yeah, like, uh, like, yeah, I got the, uh, yeah, you know, I got a six pack and, and, and yeah, what's <laughs> like, like, no, what? What are you doing here? Like, oh, he was a, he was a deputy. He was a, yeah, wow. sheriff's deputy, man. Wow, wow. Yeah, man. So, oh, lot of, lot of crazy stuff going on. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on, but we, we could lighten it up, man. Um. A lot of people talking about this new Solange album. I haven't got a chance to really listen to it, but I'm hearing a lot of good things okay. about Solange's album. For those that don't know, Solange is Beyonce's sister. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I, really, she had a she had set out an album. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm not sure, but I well, don't think this is her first album either. Right. I'm was, not a big Solange. I'm not a big Beyonce guy either. Yeah. You know what I mean? To keep now, it real. Now, was Solange the one that was in that movie with Cedric the Entertainer and Little Bow Wow? I didn't see that movie. I haven't seen any movies with Solange, but I don't doubt that she was with Cedric and the Entertainer and Bow Wow at some point. (laughs) (laughs) No, it seems like it seems like you know, I could see them together. I could see them all together somewhere, you know, the Waffle House or something, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll have to check out that album. Definitely, I, I I got plans to check it out. Maybe next. 
next episode I have a, a light review for it. Is it lemonade like levels? I don't know. I don't know, but there's a lot of talk. I um I don't know if it, it I don't know. I don't want to say it is, but it, and it's not. I don't okay. know. All right. Um, that's pretty much it. Other stuff for entertainment. Um, new series hit HBO called Insecure. I'm hearing a lot of good things about yeah, that. Have I, you heard, heard about this? I heard. I heard about. I seen. I actually, because you know, I like. I like watching a lot of shows on HBO. So I seen the seen a little trailer for it. And it was like, oh, this looks interesting. Um, you know, I think. I think it looked like they were like black women living out in Cali. I think. I, yeah, I, I think they're living in L.A. Yeah, living in Cali, and and, it, and it's like you know just the experiences that they go through. And yeah. It's like, uh, um, if it's for guys, I'm not sure, you know. But it's like it seems like an interesting show, and it's good to see more minorities getting getting shows. Yeah, I always I always think that's cool. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Uh, oh, also, Birth of the Nation of a Nation dropped. Yeah, um, it's a that. lot of, you know, uh, a lot of. A lot of news around that. Yeah, but also, um, they said that it opened up to like a seven million dollar weekend, which is what they were not expecting. Seven million dollars, good or bad? Good. I think that's bad compared. Like, um, yeah, I would say, I would say that's that's not what they were hoping. For. They were hoping for more. More. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely more. Okay. And it's like, uh, I don't know, as 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 a as. As a as an African American, I mean, I'm going I'm going to see. It. I didn't know it came out. I honestly didn't know it came out. If I had known, I would have gone to go see it. But I think the 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 flack was coming from the lack of blacks that did not see the movie. Mm. Just like why aren't you going out and supporting this guy that made this movie about mm. us? Right. That that's what I was getting from from um from what I was reading on Facebook and things like that. Like like where is it? Like yeah. this movie should have been had more if if we as a race went out and saw it I guess you could say yeah so yeah there's a lot of controversy surrounding the movie and also the director uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that is impacting you know people going out to see it um, I want to see it you know uh, when I get a chance to check it out um, so yeah that's in theaters and uh, that's pretty much it man um, you still ain't mm-hmm. check out Luke Cage yet Nah, so I haven't checked out. Luke you gotta catch, you gotta check out Luke Cage, man. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's just it's just been busy with 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 um preparing and you know like just like things that ha- happen on a regular basis. Like my TV time is limited to okay, I gotta catch up on these other shows because it's like yeah, like I'll, I'm gonna get the Luke Cage because Luke Cage is like binge worthy, I guess you could say. And it's yeah, like, like any, it. and any 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 fan of the TV shows, they can uh, just straight up binge on it, and so that's the way I was looking at it. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Okay. But yeah, I think that's it as far as last week today, man. Um right. Yeah. Well, thanks, Trevor. Thanks for that for, for that. And okay, so let's go ahead and move right along. We have now come to the time where we're gonna talk about UT sports and we have a fan in here with us today, Mr. Jordan Brady. What's going on, Jordan? Oh, not much. All right. Just enjoying my weekend here in East Tennessee. <laughs> now, now, where, where exactly in East Tennessee are you from? I'm from uh, Clinton, 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 Tennessee. Okay, all right. Which That's is, not far from um, here. yeah, uh, you can you can get up there up 75 North uh, Clinton North exit. Okay. So. All right. Uh, now, what would you say was your first memory of 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 UT f- football per se? Well, um, I'm kind of growing up here, you know, my whole entire family, uh, brothers and father, uh, sit around the television, cheering on the Vols on a Saturday. Uh, I, I grew up in the Peyton Manning era, so. Okay, all right, you know, all right. Um, I, I entered um, high school in 2000, and so um, entering high school, it was kind of a thing where, uh, we were coming off of a, a national championship right, in right, '98. Right. I, I remember so, that. I remember that. And that was a T. Martin deal, but still, yeah. uh, you know, we had the uh, Manning in our hearts the whole yeah, entire time. Yeah, so. yeah. Because I remember, like a few years ago, they had a um, there was an article about all the kids since Peyton's been here, like like all the children born in East Tennessee that are named Peyton. <laughs> And it was like, in 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 Knoxville alone, they they had at least well over a dozen kids on on the front page, and it was like, wow, the the impact that Peyton Manning had on on UT it, it still still stands today. 
Still and he made it to College Station on Saturday. So. <laughs> oh wow! He oh yes, yeah, right. He, he was sure on the sideline. He, sure, he sure did. Uh, so let, let's talk about the game. Uh, my first question is: Can would you say this was a moral victory? Well, for, for I mean, there there are victories to be had in every defeat. I mean, you can find the good things. Um, there were a lot of mistakes made, you know, yeah. and that that's really where. Um, the problem came in uh, General Nalen, in, in which you know the stadium that they play now is named after this this gentleman. Uh, yeah, was one of the most winning coaches in in college football history. Right. But uh, has he has has set in order um, seven game maxims that the team follows and, re- and recites before each game. The number one maximum: uh, the team that makes the fewest mistakes will win. Right. And that's where UT kind of dropped the ball, literally, to yeah, but, say. I mean, mm-hmm. you, 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 can't, you can't expect to have that many turnovers right, in a football right. game but you and also, come out on top. I yeah. mean, the fact that they kept it as close as they did. Right. You know, y- yes, you can say that, that there is a victory there yeah. to be had. I mean, but, you know, you got a quarterback throws two interceptions, right. fumbles a football. Yeah. And, you know touchdowns were to be had over those turnovers i mean that, that right. right there's your game right that's and, the difference and and I, and I and i and the reason why i asked about the moral victory is because you look at it okay one they were ranked higher than us and like you said even though they had all those turnovers they were still able to keep it close eventually tied it up and and in second, second overtime they lost it and moving forward it, it's a moral victory cuz I, I think it says we can hang with these with these with these top notch teams. We can hang with the with these with these upper level teams. Um and it was a it was a for me it was a great showing because it's like like you like they shouldn't they shouldn't it shouldn't the game should have been that close with all the with all the fumbles and, and interceptions that were thrown. The game shouldn't even been that close. But the fact that they found a way to hang with this team and and if you would have told and if you would have told me at the beginning that Josh Dobbs would, I guess, out throw their Texas A&M's quarterback. I was like, nah, I don't think that's gonna happen. Or outperform. Like I was like, nah, it's not gonna happen. But that's what happened because I think it's exactly was, what happened. Um, what he had oh, darn near four hundred yards passing. So you know, it it was a it was a good showing. But it's like if those turnovers didn't happen, then you're here sitting here saying, you know what, Texas A&M won this game. They, I mean, like I'm sorry, excuse me, Texas name University Tennessee won this game. And it it was just um it was just a great showing by them. Yeah, when you, when you look at the uh, the team stats here, you're looking at a, a difference in passing yards. Uh, Tennessee with 402 passing yards, 239 yeah. passing yards at Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, total yards is on you know UT beat Texas A&M by 92 yards total yeah. yards. Yes, and and I, and I don't and and going into the game, I believe. Texas A&M's defense was highly regarded as one of the best defenses in the SEC, if, if I'm if I'm calling correctly. And so for UT to do what they did is like, like like yeah, it's like like it give it gives you hope that if they can cut down their mistakes, they can they can go as far as they want to this season. That's true. I believe that. <laughs> Yeah, um we got Alabama next on the list. Yeah, in at home in Knoxville. And and and, and the, like I said, after yesterday's game, I honestly feel like they have a shot, cause 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 cause. I almost want to say I feel like we're better than Ole Miss. We have we have we're, we're just as good as Ole Miss. And if Ole Miss can have a lead and then lose to Alabama, we should be able to do what they did, but we should be able to win as well. That is true. So what are what are you expecting from from the players come um come the game come uh that game? So we're looking at still at a few injuries on the uh, on the roster. Yeah. Uh, defense is down. Maven Maven is out for the year, I believe. Uh, Jalen Hurd probably still questionable. But but do should we even worry about Hurd with 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 Kamara though? Well, you got to look at that guy as a hoss, man. I mean, he's. <laughs> I said it. He's I standing said it, over I, six foot. He's over two hundred fifty pounds. I mean, right. you got that guy running at you every time. I mean, that hurts. I mean, yeah. from a defensive standpoint, if I have to stop that guy, you know, if he rushes 
20 attempts and I got to hit that guy 20 times. Right. That hurts, you know. I mean, so yeah, I'm, I'm sure that you know, we're going to miss her, but uh, yeah. it seems as if Kamara is more than capable yeah. of carrying out his um, his requirements. Right. Wait, and isn't Lane Kiffin still like the OC over there? So I think, I think if anything, that's the main reason why I want to be Alabama, just because of him. Yeah, that that would be sweet. That would be a <laughs> just just to see the look on his face would be yeah. would be something else. Yeah. So we're talking about a man here, people. This is this is a a grown man who comes to a, a, a town to coach as a as a head football coach and and births his son in our hospital and names his son after the town in which he's coaching it. Knox, and then up and leaves. So. <laughs> Yeah, victory over this scumbag would be pretty good. <laughs> uh, I always, I always, I always had the feeling with with Kiffin though that he didn't want to be here, and 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 he took over a USC job from from. Oh gosh, was Pete Carroll, who who's who's now the coach of the Seahawks, and so I, it's like it's like, it's a sexier pick, and I think and I think he's already a West Coast guy, so you know, like yo, I'll just you know, I'm back out here. But you want to talk about a perfect gig. I mean, you're walking, he walked into a Pete Carroll um, uh, program that was more than stable. Yeah. And then walks away from that smelling like a rose in Alabama and Tuscaloosa, you know, as an offensive coordinator for Nick Saban. I mean, yeah. Yeah. How much better does it get? I mean, this guy. He needs to buy a lottery ticket and just quit. Uh man, that's not yeah. I can't like I can't call it. I it's like as um I don't but I don't think he was he wasn't as successful at USC as I think people thought he was gonna be and so they were like, Let's get him out and now it's like there's I think there's pretty much been like a carousel since him over there. You had uh Sarkeesian after him, didn't last um, they brought in Ogeron. He didn't last. I think he's at LSU now because they got rid of Les Miles. That's and, a fact. And um, I'm not sure who the latest coach is now. Forgive me. I'm sorry. I was, and so so you know, even so, with all that said, back back to the SEC. I think if like I said, the main reason I think I want I feel I want UT to beat them just it's just to just to throw it in Lane Kiffin's face. Just to say this is this is our payback for what you did. <laughs> and paybacks are sweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, Jordan, who would you say, as far as with this this class, um, is one of your favorite players to watch on UT? Derek Barnett, probably most definitely. I mean, from a defensive standpoint, you're looking at a guy who has all the potential in the world to play professionally, and um, every Saturday you can expect that this guy, as healthy as he is. Is giving it 110 percent every time he walks out on the field. I mean, you know that um, offensive uh, line coaches just um, shrill at trying to find a, a package to keep this guy contained, or you know, and and, and that's got to be tough. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree with that. Uh, well, and how do you feel about I guess over the years since since um since you watched UT. How are you how are you feeling about Butch Jones's progress as a coach? Butch Jones is a is a particular type of character in which plays a role as an underdog very well. Okay. You know, he came from a Cincinnati program that rebuilt under his administration. Mm-hmm. He then comes um, into Knoxville as an underdog. Um, you know, this is a post Dooley era that he <laughs> that he inherits. Uh, you know, probably one of the most um, disregarded errors in University of Tennessee Uh, football history and he builds the program in four years which is what most people were expecting I mean as a consumer of the entertainment industry here sports entertainment you know we we didn't expect it to be done in any less amount of time I mean it's an adequate amount of time he was given you know he's met the challenge Right, he's five and zero prior to the Texas A and M game. I mean, what, that's beat a Florida team in four years. That's that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really good. But 
you know, the problem is, you know, game for game, what we're noticing now is as an underdog, he plays that role very well. In fact, the first half of the first five games were an underdog role. But at what point do you transform and transition as a head coach, as someone who can um, always be on top? I mean, we don't have to always trail, do we? We don't have to trail 14, 21 points, you know, a three-possession lead to come back. I mean, I understand that's part of the job. You know, when when your back's against the wall, you do what you got to do. But, I mean, how many times? Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and can he like, make that transition? We've not seen that yet. Right. Um, yeah. And and as far as his record against top twenty-five teams, you know, on the road, you know, he really hasn't set himself apart as, as you know. Yeah, I, I, a I historical did, coach. Yeah, and, and and I think I think with 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 the way coaching goes nowadays is like. It's like I feel like I feel like Bruce Jones is one of those that that's actually been given the time to like I, I felt like I said in the past build the program that he wants, and you don't get that with a lot of with a lot of coaches. It's like okay, you might have after that third year if it's not looking the way we wanted to do, you're out. We're going to find somebody else that can do it. Um, like I said, um, I I I personally don't know why Les Miles was fired. It was like like. During the middle of the season, that's that's rare, especially in the SEC. I don't, I don't everything I've seen that happens like go oh, don't get him to the end of the year, and then it's like no, we want him. Like we're just going to go ahead and do this now. Well, and, yeah, and you got to think from being from Knoxville, we we often look at this from the Philip former standpoint. I mean, yeah, he's one of the most winning active head coaches in college football history, mm-hmm. and let go during the middle of the season. Why they do it? I guess they're just time to find a replacement. Yeah. See if to see if the next guy in line on staff can actually handle it, or do we need to go back out there and put ourselves in the market? I mean, because these head coaches are not easy to find; they're a commodity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for for Tennessee to have found Butch Jones, I mean, yeah. as a fan, we're lucky and need to yeah. and need to be grateful. And a lot of times we find ourselves in Knoxville being ungrateful and yeah. unappreciative because we have high expectations that are just through the roof. Yeah, I mean, spend exactly. more money than any uh, university in the market on facilities. I mean, constantly construction at yeah. that university. Yeah. And Jordan, Jordan's getting my nomination for 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 for, for guest host guest host UT commentator <laughs> of the year. I spent a lot of time, you know, and and I went. I've been to a football game this year. Yeah. I mean, the atmosphere is just. If you've never been to a, a Tennessee football game, I mean, I would definitely encourage you to get out there. And it's worth the, if you can find a decent ticket. You know, right. I went yeah. to the Ohio game, so okay. right. I chose one that was economically affordable to me. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we got in there for forty bucks a, a head. So okay. I mean, yeah, it's not bad then. Yeah. But to be standing with a hundred thousand people wearing the same color as you, I mean, it's yeah. something. Else. Else, the spirit runs through that place. Yeah. It's hopefully you can get Trevor to, 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 to walk with you. Have tried to convince him. It's <laughs> it's a it'll be a feat to get him through the doors. Yeah. Oh man, that that's great. Cause cause I've always felt going get back to what you said about you know giving 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 these coaches and being grateful. I always felt like 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 UT fans still think it's 1999. It was like we just won the national championship. We were ready for our next one. <laughs> so it was like, where, where is it? We need somebody to come here and do another national championship. That's what we want. Like, like, like it takes time. Like, it takes time and 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 getting the right people in here. And like I said, I feel like Bridge Jones is doing that. And this team looks amazing, even though, like, like you wait, like a lot of fans waiting for them to play a full game, not just like you said, like have your backs against the wall, like oh you're chilling going into halftime. It was like like you start out you start out in the lead from the beginning, keep hold the lead, halftime, still hold the lead, come out with the victory. We haven't really got that yet. It is like you, but it's like okay, they, we're we're getting we're stuck with this feeling of they're gonna come back. We we feel like they're gonna come back, and then they do come back, and then they take the lead. It's like now can they hold it? Because it was like 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 me and Trevor talking about last week's with Jacob Eason just dissecting. 
are secondary. Like it was like 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 he was in biology Swiss class. Swiss cheese. The, yeah, he we were he was in biology chat just place. like like <laughs> and 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 score a touchdown to, and if it wasn't for that Hail Mary we like we'd probably be for uh you know we would probably have two losses if it wasn't for the Hail Mary. Um my 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 next question would be what do you think about what Florida did and how that affects UT? Like um, okay, but, because they canceled their game. So and it puts them out front. If, yeah, if, if University wants. of Tennessee loses the game against Alabama, there's a potential if Florida wins out in the in the conference that they could inherit the Eastern title right. and advance to play the winner yeah. of the West. So yeah. Which, which, which is, which is, a, which I believe is a, they even offered up an opportunity for um, that that uh, conference game to be played out. They were talking to maybe canceling uh, a game further in their schedule uh-huh. between a um, a lesser rival, right, to incorporate that LSU game back into their schedule. Yeah, it's gonna give them. It's gonna give them a little bit more strength going into the polls too. You know, to play the game rather than just to cop out. I believe, but right. it could be handed to them, and that would be a, a yeah, that would be a sickening feeling. I, I, I already, I already felt like like because they did this. Because I'm looking at the other SEC schools that had the issues. They played their games today. We're talking about those affected by Hurricane yeah, Matthew Matt, on Matthew, the East Coast yeah. there. So. Yeah. Yeah, and because it's like like South Georgia, Carolina, South Carolina. Carolina. I think there was like one other game. And both of them got smashed by the storm. <laughs> yeah, and so and so so they did it. It's like like what is with Florida? Why they can do it? It's like they were they looking at this like okay, if we can just win out this, these games, we can have that shot at the SEC East. But I just feel like like something's gonna happen. They're gonna get surprised by somebody in the SEC and have the have their losses, and it's like okay. Now, 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 because of what you did, you're not going to reap the benefits of 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 what's what truly could be good. So, um, um, that that's all I gotta say about that one. Yeah, I also feel like that. Um, you know, like you were you were talking just a minute ago about uh, that plan from behind deal. I mean, we're looking for uh, an opportunity here with Alabama to to set ourselves apart from. You know what we've had in our past uh, with uh, the demise of University of Tennessee football, and, and you know uh, this win really would be sweet. Uh, need to get up on top early, stay on top, and uh, and kind of just uh, prove ourselves. Yeah. So so um so what are your predictions for for if you had to predict the score of the UT Alabama game next week next this or this upcoming Saturday? What would you say? I know, I know what the A&M game, I, I was talking to Trevor there prior to the game. I was talking about uh, University of Tennessee needing a 42-point uh, to, to win the football. And that would have won it for them, that 42 points. What they need with Alabama is, is not offense. I mean, they, they've proven that they can score on, on any football, any football team. I mean, uh, they've got the talent. There's no doubt about that. Okay. But uh, what they need against Alabama is a defensive stand. Okay. It, it, and they need to hold Alabama to uh, no more than 20, 21 points. Okay. I, I believe if they can hold Alabama to 21 points, you know, no more than three touchdowns, I believe they might have a chance. Uh, but, it, I mean, if they're just giving up uh, – 21 points in the first quarter and, and, yeah. ain't, and they don't have a single point on the board going into halftime <laughs> or a field goal. I, I don't see it happening. I right. mean. All right. So, Jordan, what would you – so, so, so basically, what, would you, what are you going to say the final score is going to be this Saturday at uh, Ewing? Come on. You, you, I, I hate I hate to, uh, you know, first you, time you on the show, I hate to, <laughs> I hate to put Tennessee as an <laughs> underdog, but uh, I, I would like to see it. I'm gonna say it, that if there's an upset, I like to see it at a uh, 24-21. Oh, the 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 Tennessee. field goal, the field by a field and, goal, and they got a leg in Knoxville. I mean, the guy's got a the guy's got a leg. I mean, yeah. he's good. Yeah. He didn't miss a single shot uh, this Saturday, so that's right. And in front of the home crowd, it shouldn't be a problem. We hope it shouldn't be a problem. 
All right. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate, appreciate you guys, this. and I'm a fan of the show. I've, I've been listening the last couple go rounds. You know, cooking dinner, I put the podcast on, listen to it. Thank you. So, and uh, like you say, the people's feedback, the retweets. I don't know too much about the social media. <laughs> right. That sounds like you guys got some some pretty good things going on. So, you know, just uh, I just encourage everybody to continue passing the word on and uh, giving these guys. Uh, Give these guys a chance. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jordan. Now we have come to the song of the week. And I don't know if we, if it's like we're doing like, like one week is Trevor and one week is me. Like, it's like, since it's the second time, it feels like, it's like, oh, okay. So it's, it's, it's Jomo's turn. Um, before I get into the song of the week, for me, with, 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 with this, with this, with this um, artist, it's like you you see a person like in my job I see a lot of people and I talk to a lot of people and so with with this artist um he goes by King Breeze in Knoxville I see him just about every every day and never until I was just looking you know just at listening to artists and especially on SoundCloud it was like I seen the picture I'm like yo I know this cat now at the store I call him Slim so, but it's like, Slam. yo, yeah, yeah, but it's like, to me, I would have never said like, yo, he, he rap, he rhymes. It's like, it's like when people look at me, uh, oh no, I can't say that. Never mind. Um, but it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, um, yeah, I would have never thought he rhymed. Just like, he'll come in, he'll get his stuff and he'll talk to me, talk to me about the Jets or you're talking to me about sports or whatever. Um, mm. we talk, we joke about going to Chandler's. And eating and stuff like that, and never once did it cross my mind until I'm on SoundCloud, just you know, listening through through music and stuff, and I hear and I hear him, and it's like, oh, oh, snap! And I'm, and it's like I've been in in, in a rush to see him because it was like, yo, I didn't know you really like you know, and that's another new we could talk about. Right. But um, yo, my my pick for song of the week is my man King Breeze, and the song is called Trenches. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me and all my walls, nigga, all we do is ball. Yeah, we may be cool, but I roll with my dog. Real street shit, no weak shit. Come see what I see. I be in the trenches, baby, come see where I live. Hey, me and all my walls, nigga, all we do is ball. Yeah, we may be cool, but I roll with my dog. Real street shit, no weak shit. Come see what I see. I got 245s on me when I'm fancy Leo and full of liquor, I'm in Leo Westy You get live, I fight fine, fuck you niggas thinking I done traffic with that package while you niggas slipping I done been in a lot of bad situations I done seen nigga fold just to get probation Money make a nigga family member kick it door, yeah uh, He was in the knockers, he know where to go, yeah Real street shit, no weak shit. Come see what I see. I be in the trenches, baby. Come see why I lay. Uh, you can keep that pussy, baby. I just want that head. Uh, in the kitchen whipping, baby. I just want that bread. Uh, yeah, yeah. Me and all my wolves, nigga. All we do is ball. Yeah, we may be cool, but I roll with my dog. Real street shit, no weak shit. Come see what I see. I be in the trenches, baby. Come see why I lay. my best friends after that i thought life was a shame it's two things you can do keep it real or be fake at some corner jays i was out trapping half in rocks for the corner jays it was 25 3500 that corner paid that was landing now 2006 on the corner days cut your ounce and balls get a promotion a corner raise went from drop to whip well that's why i feel i was born a slave on that boss of the block east side west side born and raised be cool nigga but piss me off in that 40 blaze all night, dog. We breezy, pulling up with the lights off. Lim 30, precision beam, seek through the night. Follow me and all my walls, nigga. All we do is ball. Yeah, we may be cool, but I roll with my dog. Real street shit, no weak shit. Come see what I see. I be in the trenches, baby. Come see.
All right. Yeah. yeah so my man's. I'm. I can't, nice. I, can't, I can't stop calling him Slim. It's like I'm. I'm. I'm so. I'm so. I'm. I'm in shock. You know, I'm not in shock. I'm not in shock as I was when I first heard the joint. Yeah. Um. He. And I feel like he got like some some dope joints out there. Um. I really want to um check out this uh One Angel's Ten Demons mixtape he has. Mm. So you know he he's definitely doing his thing. And you know, what do you think? I thought it was cool, man. I, I think it had a, a a nice vibe. You know, uh, I could definitely see myself kind of you know vibing to it. Um, yeah, I like what he was doing. His flow. He had a little little Chief Keith in his flow to me. You know the way right. he, his cadence. I think he his words. His word placement, uh, his word usage was much more, you know, potent than what you get from a Chief Keef. You could just, you know, kind of muffle out what Chief Keef is saying. It ain't about what he's saying. It's more his cadence. I think this guy took the best of what Chief Keef offered and then put some words with it, you know. So Mm, I think he did a good job. And his man, uh, what was his man named? Mills? Mills, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, the song is called Trenches featuring Mills. My bad. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. He did his thing, too. He had a uh, remind me of um, like one of the Juvie Boys. What was the Know Your Clap, Wacko and Skip? He sound like one of them to me. Oh, you know wow, what I'm saying? He wow. got a little New Orleans flow with him. All right. So yeah, I appreciate what they did with that joint. It was nice. Yeah, Trevor with the dissection. Like, wow, that's a, that's impressive. Yeah, I knows my hip hop man. <laughs> oh man, no, so so yeah, definitely. Once again, that was um. You can find them King Breeze, NBM Moneybound Mafia, and that was the joint trenches. Uh, that was our Slam. song. <laughs> that was our song artist artist of the week. All right. Yeah. Yo, yo. Before we before we forget, I just want to say to add, I, I missed, I missed out on the uh, little UT talk. Yo, hold the ball, hold <laughs> on to the ball when you play Bama. That's my message. Hold on to the ball. You know we can't be having fumbles like plural. We let you get one. We will let you get one. You choose what quarter you want to have your fumble, and you stick to it. You can't be having two and three and four and five fumbles and interceptions and all of that, man. Yeah. Hold the ball, UT. Beat Bama. <laughs> all right, Trevor. So what are your what are your predictions for, for next week then? Or for this for this Saturday? Yo, UT better win, man. They at <laughs> home. Like you could you could blame those away losses on being away, being in somebody else's, you know, setup, being uncomfortable. Who knows what happened before the game or who knows who was, you know, in the stands, making funny hand gestures, throwing people off. You know, you don't never know what's going on. You remember KC when people used to come to KC <laughs> from other towns, and cats was walking around behind the rim like they had the 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 hammer in their book bag, right. daring people to hit their foul shots. You hit your foul <laughs> shot, you might not make it home. You remember, you remember that for all the KC people, remember the threats that you might not make it. It was a chant. Yeah. The whole gym would chant, you might not make it home <laughs> when the opposing team player was at a foul line. Like, yo, you, you hit these shots. You try to win this game, we might finish you here. <laughs> you know, so you never know what's happening when you're away. But against Bama, UT is going to be home. That was a hostile environment. And um, shout out to uh, John Toe Swift, who's from yo, Philly. Mook. He's from Philly, and so he he made that he very much made that. Yeah. It was like you was you was at you was you was like you was like right there in the middle of Soldier Field. Yeah, man, <laughs> that was like that was like penitentiary ball up up in the, in the doghouse, man. That yeah. was real real live ball right there, like yeah, it was going down. But yeah. but UT hold the ball and no excuses. There's no excuses when you home, you playing. You know what I mean? In your stadium, they coming to you. You know what I mean? Show them that good or not so good Southern hospitality. When they come over and get something to eat, give them something to eat. Fill their <laughs> mouth up with blood. Hit <laughs> them in the mouth. And Trevor's just talking reckless. Nah, I'm just, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to be supportive, man. You know, this is where I live at. You know, everybody love the Vols. And you know what? The town is a happier place. When UT wins, right? Yeah, so yeah, you know, it's definitely. a vested interest for anybody. I would think that resides in this town to want UT to win. Like it's less chance of getting pulled over. You know, you <laughs> might get extra fries at McDonald's when you get your. You know what I mean, she might just dump a couple extra fries in the bottom of the bag. 
You never know, man. You never know. They might let you slide on a parking ticket. Like, ah, you know what? I'll give them an extra half hour. <laughs> you, like, it, it's, it's a lot easier place to live when UT is doing well. So I'm a root right. for them. Right. I think I think I think I experienced something that I've never thought I'd, I'd experience. Um, I was actually um, like 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 near the end of the game. I actually went out um, and was picking up some stuff, and I was at Chick Fil A. Okay. And it was, it was so crazy because while I'm there, I'm guessing they're watching the game in the back. So the one of the girls calls for one another cashier to come up. Right. The cashier. You know, was helping the customers. I'm I'm next in line. Me and um, me and my girlfriend Tina, she was here. Uh, we were we were next in line. You hear a scream from the back. Mm. That cashier, as soon as he was done with this customer, ran back to the to the kitchen. Like what 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 what? And you hear like UT scored, UT scored. And I was like, <laughs> they tied the game. Like, and I was like, wow. Yeah, so man. so so to see. You know, it seems like like when when UT games happen, it's like the whole. It's, I can't. It's like it's like it's like it feels like the whole world just stops, or like yeah. all of Knoxville just stops to watch watch them play. Yeah. Watch, and they can root for them and, and cheer and go crazy and go wild because it was like everybody. Then I went to Walmart next, right? And you and there and as you come in on the um on the on the on the closer side, right? Um, to I guess where where shot is, there's a there's a McDonald's right there. In the McDonald's, there's a um, there's a flat screen TV, so you see literally see people just just huddled around the TV watching serious, to man. see to see if 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 they're winning and what's going on and, and that to me is is amazing because it's like you know it's like it's like Jordan said you know you go down there and you're in that sea of orange but to see people actually just pause and stop and watch the game it's like what's going on what's happening you know they're talking right. about the game talking to this that and the other I didn't get into money conversation with them because I'm, I'm like okay I gotta try to get back to the house it's like just to see this group of people in Walmart right. not shopping but stopped right there at the at the at the TV I don't even know if the TV's in enough trunks were playing the game as well but they were there was a big nice group of people standing right there hoping that UT can pull this game off it's real man it's real man it's religion it's really religion out here, and I'll tell you what. I guess it's the reason why college football is played on Saturday and not Sunday <laughs> out here in the Bible Belt, because it will be a conflict. <laughs> it will be a conflict for churchgoers that's UT fans if the game came on at the same time out here. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure, you know, uh, it's a good thing that it's scheduled the way it is, you know. Yo, you remind me of that. What was that? You ever see the fish that say Pittsburgh? Oh, that's Dr. J. Yeah. I yeah. I don't I feel like I've seen it, but if I, I was probably there, really I forgot the name of the player, but there was this one player on on the Pittsburgh Pisces, and um, he was the preacher at a church, mm. and so you know you see him trying to wrap up the sermon because he's got a game that he's got to go to. Right, right. And you see him <laughs> running down the aisle, and you see him in his converses, and nice. he's he's got his shorts on, he got his gear on for the game underneath his robe, right? Not on, on, yeah, underneath his his robe, and it's like that's what you have me thinking. Of. <laughs> it's, it's real, man. You know, you know, it's serious. Out here. I, I, I love, I love God, but it's like I love, I love you. Thank God for you, T. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's right up there, man. You know, uh, not to be too controversial, but I yeah. think that's. Accurate, you know, yeah. and, and you know what? Like I said, it's good for everybody. Like, imagine, imagine uh, the the homeless folks, the quote unquote panhandlers. You see them everywhere trying to get a buck from somebody outside of Pilot or Waggles. When UT wins, they get that buck, man. <laughs> <laughs> they get a lot of bucks. You know what I mean? A lot oh, of yeah. people are willing to share. Hey, you know what? Yeah, you can have my change, man. You know what I mean? I just got this six pack. I just got this pack of Swisher Sweets. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can have my change, bro. And, and I think that come from, you know, people feeling good about UT when UT lose, they get nothing. You might as well don't even stand outside. You might as well save your time. Just go. You know what I mean? Just wait. Right. You know I mean? okay. Just wait till next yeah. week. Yeah, so, so Trevor, I, I probably could ask, uh, ask you the same question I asked you. And do you feel like there's a moral victory for UT? No. It wasn't a moral victory. No. No. Why not? Because... They beat themselves. A moral victory is when you face somebody that you have no shot or or or, or you, it would be suggested that you have no shot of beating them. Okay. And you come within, you know, 
uh, 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 you know, you come within a, a, a single shot or you come real close to beating somebody that you should have never had a chance to beat. UT should have won that game. Mm. They should have won that game. They beat themselves. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's a it's a immoral <laughs> loss. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a demoralizing loss. Like, yo, I would yo straight up at that. Yo, you remember the program? Yes. Omar Epps' character. Remember he was fumbling. Yeah. And then they gave him the football. They made him walk with it everywhere he, around campus. He went. Yeah. And if he was in class and somebody, anybody in the class, anybody on that campus was given license to knock that ball out of his hand at any given time that they saw him. And right. if he ever dropped the ball, he had hell to pay from his coach. Right. So it could be the girl in math class and algebra. It could be the little funny-looking kid in <laughs> right. biology 101. Right. No matter right. who it is, when you see him with that football, you try to knock it out of his hand if you're not paying attention. If he drop it, that's what needs to happen with all the players on UT. Everybody need to be issued a football that they can never drop. <laughs> for the entire week of class. And if anybody anywhere sees them, if how, however they can get that football out of their hand, that player should then have to go to coach right. 100 lashes. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. No, no, no. But you feel me. They yeah. should. Yeah. Some guy, they got to get in their head, man, because right. this yeah. is this is a recurring problem. And it's, it's the reason why they lost. And... You got one week. Bama's the biggest game on the schedule, as far as I know. I'm not a big, you know, head like that that knows everything. But from what I hear, Bama's the biggest game on the schedule. You got to correct your biggest problem in one week. You have one week to correct it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't, oh, well, we talked about it. Nah, nah, it's not enough. You ain't have a talk. I mean, that has yeah. to be a drastic, you know, yeah. Uh, something drastic has to happen to ensure that it's not going to be six fumbles against Bama. You're not beating Bama with six fumbles. You're not beating Bama. You're probably not beating them with three fumbles. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like I said, you get one. You could choose your quarter. Get one <laughs> fumble. After that, right. you loss. Okay. All right. So, uh, this is this is a great episode. I'm I'm really happy about this episode. This is like I feel like I'm in life. Trevor, as always, what did you learn today? Oh man. Oh man, what I learned. I learned that uh I learned that people are tired of politicians <laughs> being PC all the time and politically correct. <laughs> I guess that's why it's called politically correct. You know, I just it just hit me. Politically correct. Yeah. <laughs> People are tired of PC nonsense, so that's why they're going for Trump. Trump is going for the pussy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's just going to grab it, and that's just how he plays. Um, what else we learned? Um, I learned, yo, Slim, rap name is King Breeze. You know what I mean? <laughs> I learned that, and um, he's nice. And yeah, man. Yeah, all right. Well, I learned that uh, the same thing with Slim is, is like never, never judge a book by its cover. Because like right. I said, it, it never would have thought that 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 this kid, it, that this uh, that this dude of this kid, uh, that 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 he's rapping. Right. It was like you don't. It was like it's like you know he's a cool dude. Not and like I said, it was like never thought he was rapping. Um, well, I'll say this though, not to cut you off. Uh -huh. The best artists would never tell you they are artists. Right. If you're a true mm. artist, it's not nothing to go around telling everybody. Art is something that, you know what I mean? Yeah. A yeah. person keep that close close to the vest, right. you know. Um, so it just might mean that he a real one. Yeah. That he running around telling yo I rap, I rap, I rap. You know what right. I mean? Mm -hmm. Don't nobody like the guy in the mall with his ten CDs trying to sell. Nobody likes that guy. <laughs> don't ever be that. People out there don't ever be the guy in the mall. Trying to sell your CD to strangers that never heard your music. Mm. How would they know if they want to buy it if they never heard it? Don't annoy people when they out shopping. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. Put in work and do it the right way. Oh. It's a PSA. <laughs> Trevor had a little bit more that he learned that he wanted to share with everybody. Yeah, that was it. That was <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 
Jordan is probably one of the, the illest months. I'm very happy that, that he decided well, to come on the show. shout out to Jordan. Yeah, and and the third thing I want today is that Trevor and Jordan are very selfish because they had drinks and didn't offer me any. Yo. <laughs> hey, so, man. that's what I learned. Those are the things that I learned today. We pull it up while the credit's rolling. <laughs> <laughs> we got you. All right, well, once again, um, shout out to Jordan. Jordan Brady, um, for um coming through and 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 yep, giving yep. A, with the with the, giving us some some insight and how we on UT and how we feel about it and the games and everything like that. And as always, I'm Jomo Kinch. Yo, Trav, Whiskey, Wilson, and this is the Doers and Sayers podcast signing off. Beat Bama.